face. I am Kim Kral. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. I'm still in my closet. I know last week I made all these grand promises that I would, that was the last uh, episode of my closet. Um, but then the world got in the way of me rearranging my office area. So here we are still in my closet. I'm sad though, cause I did paint this and I almost passed out from painting it. So like, I kind of feel like that, you know, I mean, I got good use out of this closet. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, um, I painted it and when I painted it, it was like the end of, no, beginning of 2021. So I was still really sick and I didn't have any, I didn't have any uh, smell at all. Like I had no sense of smell at all. And I almost like I, I did it. And the funny thing is, is I did it twice. Like, so I bleached my bathtub and I didn't realize that I was just like sitting in bleach for like, I don't know. 45 minutes to an hour and then I started feeling really sick and I like realized I was like fuck oh that's that's why I'm like and then I had like the door shut too because I didn't want my cats to like smell the bleach so I was like really bleaching it up and I didn't realize and that guy I was seeing at the time was like fucking be careful what are you doing and then I painted this closet and I had the the door shut for some of it because I I you know whatever and so I am going to miss this closet, but I think it'll be much more fun out there. Maybe. I don't, I don't fucking know. Hi, how is everybody? So <sighs> I am a Bronco fan and I have been getting a lot of emails and texts and DMs about how truly terrible we are. We are so bad. Like so bad. It's just, it feels like it's as if like all of our play, like not our defense, our defense is awesome. Our defense is really the only reason why we're not just getting blown out every week. But like, it feels like our offense just goes out on the field and they're just like, we shouldn't talk before we do this. Let's not have any sort of plan. Let's just go out and, you know, see what happens. I may throw the ball. I may run the ball. I may pass it. I, I don't know. I think we should just not communicate at all. And I also feel like, I don't know, remember that Super Bowl that Russell Wilson threw the ball when he should have ran the ball because he was on like the third yard line or some shit and then it was intercepted. I believe that's how it ended. I know they lost because of that moment, but I feel like now he's trying to prove because every time he's down, you know, below the 10 yard line, like within scoring distance, he's like, he passes it. And I feel like he's trying to prove like, look, that was a good call. It wasn't bro. It wasn't. Um, I don't know. So I guess time will tell. I was hoping to wake up this morning to uh, someone being fired. The only time I ever hope someone loses their job, and I know that this is not, actually no one's writing a sad song, a sad letter, uh, you know, playing a violin. I don't know. No one's pay playing a violin for these head coaches, but um, playing a violin, whatever. You guys know I don't know sayings, uh, but like the only time I really do hope someone loses their job is when the Denver Broncos are performing poorly. Then I'm like, fire them all. Get rid of everyone. Take away their livelihoods. But like, I, I mean, the coach is just, I, I don't know what the problem is, but it reminded me. So I, I'm from Colorado. I'm from, I went to high school in a place called Lakewood, which is right. I'm from Littleton as most of you know, um, which is right by, so whatever it's, uh, and I went to a high school and I, I think I need to look this guy up, honestly, like probably ever, I don't know if everybody else does this. Like I have all my like yearbooks and they're like in a box and maybe every like two years or so I pull them all out and I like look at them. And, and then I also look at people. I'm like, I should look that person up to see like what the fuck they're doing with their life. Right. Cause there's some people that you're like, there's no way that guy's still alive or like maybe she's thriving now. She had a rough high school go. There is one broad that I, I haven't been able to find. Um, and she had a really, she had a tough high school experience. I imagine she was like six, three, like towered over everyone. And she was a, a large woman that had like a mustache and she was so sweet, but she was just like that. Like, you know how saved by the bell had those like over the top nerds where you're like, all right, no one's really, um, she kind of was like that. She was so sweet. My friend and I, my best friend and I were like, you know, we were nice to everybody and, uh, you know, we had our own things that made us not cool, like playing with dolls and peeing our pants. Right. So like 
we'd always talk to her or whatever. She was always, she was always so sweet, but I always wonder what, you know, like I was such a gangly, tall, awkward person and I got to grow into my body and grow and like make my awkwardness like funny and a part of, you know, part of who I am. And I always wonder what happened to her and I can never find her, but this, this teacher. So I, so every couple of years I'll go, I'll look at my yearbooks and then I'll be like, Oh, I should look up that person. I don't know if I'm the only person that does that. The Facebook and social media has allowed us all to be curious about people that we went to school with. Like there was these three dudes that used to bully me. I know I'm all over the place, but it's crawl space, baby. Um, three dudes in uh, junior high that used to bully me quite a bit. Right. Like, Dude, I don't know why, but like I, they just, they just, they just decided I was the one that they were going to bully. I don't know why. Cause in junior high, it was so like, I had my, my two friends, like I told you guys, I think a couple of weeks ago, I had my two friends and you know, we, we laughed until we peed our pants. And we kind of mind our own business. It was so much fun. I loved a junior high, dude. Like I told you, like when I went to college, my, my best friend in college was like, you talk about junior high a lot. It was awesome. Cause there was no, like, no, we didn't care if we were cool or not. Right. Like, okay. So I already told you this a couple of weeks ago, so I don't need to tell you again, but, um, so I didn't, I don't understand, but these three dudes used to pick on me a lot. And like, 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 again, like, Saved by the Bell bullying. You know how Saved by the Bell had a lot of like over the top shit that you were like, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, like throwing nerds into lockers. Like these guys would like, like one time we had this French class together. We always had French together, I think. Um, and one time in junior high, I'm sitting and, you know, I'm minding my own business. And one of them ties my shoes to the desk. So when I stand up, I fall as the desk falls onto right. And then they're like, ha oh, ha Kim Crow fell down. But like no one knew who I was. So it wasn't like, I, I don't know. I, so I, always, and then I also, so I was like gangly, but I wasn't tall yet, but I had really long legs and I don't know if they've changed this now. I hope they have for the kids like me's sake. I, you know, I was really skinny and I had really long legs and I was growing a lot. So it was like anything you bought me was just like, oh, it would, whatever. It would, you know, we'd have to get rid of it. Um, I swear there's a point to all this. I, oh yeah, I remember the point. Okay. Uh, I was like, how did I start talking about this? I can't believe I've never told you guys about this if I haven't. So I, I don't know, my dad would never buy me pants that fit me because they were so expensive, like the ones that would fit me. And nowadays, even now, like I, I buy pants either at uh, randomly Marshalls, they have long, uh, long legged pants for thinner, uh, thinner people um, or a company in Europe um, that are like reasonably priced. Like you can buy pants that like fit your long ass legs and your slenderish body, but they're like $500. They're like way too over the top expensive, right? And which is so uh, annoying because um, it's just like everybody has, there's just so many different shapes or whatever and it shouldn't be whatever. So like the only pants that would fit me that were long enough were pants that were like 20 sizes too big that were like affordable. And like, and the funny thing is, is I look back and my dad was like not a poor person, right? Like we did fine. Right. Um, I mean, we know there's a lot to unpack with like boundaries and shit. My dad would tell me how much he made a year, like which, and then he'd be like, don't tell anyone. We don't want no, we don't want people to know we have money. We didn't have that much money. It wasn't like we were like the fucking, I cannot think of anyone rich right now. And he don't know why, but you know what I mean? Like it was like, but we were like upper middle class. We were fine. So I don't understand why he would never buy me pants that fucking fit. But because of this, I got bullied a lot by these three dudes. And, um, they used to call me drop zone. Uh, the logic behind these 12, 13 year old boys is, uh, opinion was that my pants were so big that they, a, they, they always were like, it looks like you shit your pants. Uh, they, you know, they, they were so big that if I jumped off of a building, I would, they would, make great parachutes and I would live because they were so big. So they'd call me drop zone. I guess there was like a nineties movie or something that was about people jumping off buildings with parachutes. I don't know. I didn't, I remember even as like a seventh grader, I was like, that's not really that clever. I could think of a thousand. I mean, I'm missing the better part of my teeth. Get clever. You know what I mean? But they like, didn't make fun of that. They called me drop zone, but they would like really weirdly bully me. Right. Like, like tying my shoes to the desk and shit. 
And then when we got into high school, they went off in their own groups and there are different uh, cliques and like they kind of left me alone. But I, I always want to look them up and be like, what are those guys doing now? Like, are they are they like MAGA guys who like, you know what, you know what I mean? Or are they, did they like turn around and become better people? I don't know. They were shitty little seventh graders. But so every few years, I I'll, I end up going to the box that has my... Um, <clears throat> has my yearbooks in it. And then I'm like, Oh fuck, I should, oh, I should look up that person. I should, whatever. So I need to look up this teacher. So we're back to the very beginning. Um, I just don't remember the dude's name back to the Bronco loss. And like, you know, if you are from Denver or you're from a football place, you know, that like football really, you know, influences your mood, right? Like I love the memes at the beginning of football season. That's like, well, for the next, you know, three, four months, I'm going to allow a bunch of strange, stranger, 25 year olds dictate my mood for the next four months. Right. I butchered that tweet, but so, but so like we all cared if we lost the next day. Right. So, but the Mondays after we lost this teacher and like, I look back and I'm like, was that guy just like super hungover? Like he, we, if the Broncos lost, we knew that we would have just busy work. Like he literally wouldn't teach us. Like we would come in. It was like a history class, right? So it was only like a period, but I'm sure he acted like this all day. So we taught history all day in periods or whatever. So like he would come in and the day, what was that guy's fucking name? I have to look it up. Cause I'm like, did that guy, what happened to him? Like in the last, like, I don't know, since Manning left, did he like implode? Cause we were pretty bad for a while. We were the Elway years. We were great. So like when he would have these mood swings, we'd have, we were in the Elway years. So he, you know, we'd had some really good years. We also had some really tough games. Right. And and after the Elway years, like, I'm like, did he implode? Like, what happened to that guy? Because, like, we've had some tough Bronco years. But we would come in to school. We'd come into this class, and he'd be sitting at his desk, like, both hands on his temples, staring at his desk. And he would be, like, dead silent. And we'd all sit down. And he'd be, like, without barely looking up, would be, like, all right, today you're just going to read chapter three don't talk to me. And he would just sit there and stare at his desk and just mumble angrily at himself. And we knew it had to do with the Broncos because he was like die hard. I mean, all of us would die hard. Like his whole classroom was basically Broncos. All he did was talk about the Broncos. When the Broncos won, he was like, yeah, yeah, let's watch a movie. Who wants to do something cool? But like when the Broncos lost, dude, that guy would sit at his desk and just mumble angry at himself all day. And I don't know why I forgot about him, but I remembered him last night because I had a show. Okay. So last night was Monday. I'm recording this Tuesday night. Uh, we, I had a show at a bar, at a sports bar in, uh, in Sherman Oaks, um, the Oaks Tavern. I'm actually there next Monday. So if you're in you know Los Angeles and you want to see me tell jokes, go to the Oaks Tavern. Um, I think it's like 730 uh, on Monday. And so it's at a sports bar. So I was like, okay, so halftime, I, I made it over there. I left at halftime and I got over there like, like, you know, like beginning of the third quarter and the show didn't start until 745. And I thought that was, she's like, it probably will start around then. Right. 745 or something like that. And she, so I was like, oh, they probably just accommodate Monday night football. Like it's a sports bar. So they, that's what we used to do at big wangs. Like if we had anything after, like if we had any events on like Mondays or Thursdays, we would just be like, oh, this will start after the football game. Right. So I just assumed I'd sit there and get to watch the game. Uh, no, it's just me and three other Bronco fans watching the game. Nobody else was there. So the girl, I'm mean, like, I'm like, really, my breathing has been so bad, guys. It's like, I don't even know what to do about it. Like some moments I'm laughing about it because there's literally nothing I can do. And then other moments I'm so mad. And then some moments I can't, I'm like crying. So I'm like, is this really going to be the rest of my life? Like, what the fuck? Um, oh my God. Lucy is just like, Lucy and I's friendship is really forming. And it's, it's, um, it's so funny. Cause it's like, we've known each other for like five years, but we've never been this close. And you know, it's cause we both had a best friend. We had the same best friend that we both, that, that guy just like carried the house. He was the house and then he died. And now we're both like, <sighs> I guess, but it is, she is, she's coming out of her shell a bunch. Um, so the girl, the girl is running the show. I walk in and I'm like, hi. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to sit over there and watch the game. And she's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, thanks for having me. Whatever. So I sit down and the Broncos, like we're actually at, at that point we had been playing all right. The first half we'd been playing all right. And so we like, were it was like neck and neck. We we're tying up and she's like, Hey, um, yeah. So we're probably just going to turn all these TVs off and start. And I was like, all of the TVs. And she's like, what? 
I was like, can we just like maybe leave one of them on? <laughs> she looked at me like, and I, and then she goes, and you're going to go after me, which is basically first, right? And I go first a lot. I have, I have the energy of someone who can go first, right? Like I host a lot of shows. So I, I know where I am as a comic. Like I know, like, and that's not a bad thing. Like she's like, I just like your energy. Cause I am a, I'm a good breaker of the ice. It sometimes the show I had a couple weeks ago, I told you at the improv was not, they weren't cracked open, but you know, they were, they were, it was a different kind of show, but I'm used to going first. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, so we're waiting till after the game though. Right. And she's like, what? <laughs> she just kept being like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh, the game, the game, I, I, I didn't realize the Broncos are playing tonight. Otherwise I probably would, I would have asked to go another day. And she's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So the Broncos are like, it looks like they're going to go into overtime. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to go into overtime while I'm in the far. Like, not at this point, we don't know they're going to go into overtime. Right. But it's like, oh, it's going to be so close. I'm going to be on the fucking stage when it ends. And so one of the comments, he goes, just tell her, ask her, you know, ask her if you can go second or third or something. And I was like, all right. So I went over and I was like, hey, do you mind if I don't go first? Because I want to watch the rest of this game. And she's like, what? And I thought of that history teacher because it's just like, what the fuck? And I've produced shows and I've had people have some ridiculous ass reasons why they need to go first or second or whatever. And mine was the Broncos or the Broncos who are bad, who probably won't even get a wild card. Yeah, we're only in like what week six and we already know they're probably not even going to get a wild card. They're so bad. I need to watch the end of the game. And she's like, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, so you'll go second is that going to be okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. So then what sucks, the Broncos go into overtime right as I go on stage. And I was like, all right, well, I can't be crazy and be like, can I go after the, cause who knows how long this fucking thing's going to last, right? It lasted another like four comics. And so I went up and I did fine. I didn't bomb bomb, but there was some hiccups cause the TV was still on. And I was like, Oh my God, we did go into overtime. Oh my God. Are they going to score? All right. I'll keep talking. Cause this was like not a football crowd. And then when I got off, we lost. And it's so funny. This comic, the, the, the comic was, um, watching the game with me and he looks at me after the thing and he goes, man, you guys are just like colossally bad. And I was like, thank you. I know. <laughs> and I thought of that history teacher. It's just, I, that, that was a big buildup for that. But, oh man, guys, we're so bad. So I, I don't know, man. So I, I'm in a spot right now. I'm a little stressed out and I'm, yeah, I'm really stressed out. It's good though. Like I was thinking about this time last year, this time last year, I was like, I had one, like one specific stream of income that was like, not super, not super consistent, but it was the only, it was the bartending, the festivals. Right. And then, I mean, this is the festival season starting, it's starting to pick up. So, but it was like, that was like my only stream of income that was consistent. And so every day it was just like this scary, like, how am I going to get a job? Should I apply for this? Or, you know, very like, should I just go get a job at like a real bar? You know what I mean? And I, and I didn't, and I'm really grateful that I didn't. I'm really grateful that I stood by my, like, you're going to be able to do this. You're going to like, I don't, I don't, I'm grateful for the bartending skill. Like I'm really grateful for that because you know, it is a skill and it is a, like, it's a skill that, um, and I have like a, you know, a vast fucking resume that I could probably walk into most places and get a job if they're hiring, not, you know, if they're not hiring, whatever, but like such, like such a vast, whatever. And so I'm grateful for it. I'm just really tired of doing it. And so I, I know that I can't like for my mental health work at a, like a bar where they expect me to show up every single week. And now I have a lot happening and I'm, I'm sitting here. I had a, um, you guys know I'm doing the trivia, the zoom trivias for like, uh, corporations. Right. And most of what I've been doing with it now has just been a lot of training. I've only done like three live shows. I have my second live or my, my like first, uh, Halloween show on Friday, but most of it's just been training. And today we had our in-person training. So people who want to do like in-person events in Los Angeles, um, and they do it in New York too, I think. But um, so we had the in-person training today. It was so much fun, dude. Like I, I love that shit. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I had a fucking blast, like almost to the point where it might've looked like I was being sarcastic because I was so happy. <laughs> and then it's like, just, like Mickey Mouse, like way too happy, whatever. But so we have homework tonight, right? So we have homework tonight. Tomorrow's second day of training. We have homework tonight. 
I, you know, I have these crawl spaces I'd like to get next week's done as well. So I, I can keep up with my, um, you know, my, uh, Patreon, get early access, all that stuff. I I'd like to do that. But like, so I'm like sitting here I'm, and you know, my, my apartment's a little messy. Uh, my, my little Lucy is just staring. You guys, little Lucy is sitting here staring at me and Henry used to do that. I just, let's just take a moment. She's just watching me and it's just, I miss him more than I can express. And I miss him in different ways than I did in the beginning. And in some ways the grief is a lot harder than it was when it first happened. Um, but I'm just so grateful she's here and I'm so happy that we're like getting closer and I can't wait till we get even closer. You know, she's just, she's so sweet. Uh, and I've always known she was really sweet. She's just been really scared of me. I mean, like before Henry died, I, if she was sitting in her perch, I could not make eye contact with her and walk up to her and pet her. I had to literally look away slowly, walk over to her without looking at her slowly sit down, wait a second to make sure she felt safe then and then reach over and slowly put my hand. And even then 70% of the time she dart under the bed. Now I can walk over and like pet her and like, I don't know, it's just really exciting. But, um, so I'm really, I'm really overwhelmed. Right. So I have this, I have this. And then, I, you know, my apartment's kind of a mess and I sort of want to get that cleaned up. And like, I, I bought all these herbs and like my, I'm so stressed out and I just, I don't know. I want to just say that out loud because I know I'm not alone. And I think a lot of times when I get in this way and I know, especially re like a lot, it's been popping up with people I love and I'm close to recently that everyone I know is super overwhelmed, right? There's just a lot happening and different levels of stuff, you know, just like different, I mean, cause we all have different lives or whatever. Like my, my uh, friend of mine, her, her very young daughter has hand mouth, mouth, foot syndrome. I don't know. I, I, something like little kids can get and it's super contagious. And I think it's just uncomfortable. Um, while she's trying to work while she's trying to like, you know, work and follow her dreams and run a family and also make sure her mental health is up and going so she can, you know, and it's just like, then I have another friend who has a kid, a, a, a young kid who's in school and they just had their first like gun talk. You know what I mean? Like talk about fucking overwhelming. And so I'm only saying all this because I am really overwhelmed. And I feel like when I get really overwhelmed, and the people I've been listening to are really overwhelmed. There's this weird isolation to it where we think we're the only ones, right? Where we're just like, oh my God, no one can possibly be as there, you know, the to-do list is so long and I don't know how I'm going to get through it and blah, blah, blah. And the only reason I'm sharing it is because like, it's like this weird, like thing we all have in common. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we feel like it's like terminally unique and it's like, just us that's like because every you know everyone shows their like first date self to the world right like on social media your first date self is like your first impression like you're not gonna like lay out all your crazy baggage on a first date well some people do actually I've, I've heard some fun first date I've probably done that before when I was less healed you know a lot of crying a lot of yelling oh man I told you about that guy I went on a date with years ago I told this story I told this story, um, sidebar, here we go, sidebar tangent. Um, I told the story, I know like early on in Crawl Space and I know I have a lot of new listeners and that this, like I said, this show's not like, like episodic where you have to listen to it and it, you know, you can pop around. So I know I told the story early on, but like when my, um, when my dad was dying, I matched with this guy named Gabe and this story almost made it into my book. And I am writing another, um, like another few chapters for my book um, to like either release like a second edition or try and sell it. I'm, you know, whatever. I have a few goals happening, but this is a book. This is a story that almost made it into the book and it probably will make it into like the second edition or whatever. But I matched with this guy named Gabe and we had text for a couple of weeks and we text for a couple of weeks and then, you know, we, our schedules just weren't matching up. And then my dad got sick and I was going to go, you know, back to Nebraska to, you guys know that story. Like, say goodbye and make amends and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, uh, so he was like, what about this week? And I was like, oh man, um, there's no, and I, I just, I just, as I always do, I just decided honesty is the best policy, right? 
So I was like, hey, it sounds super grim, but my dad is dying of cancer and uh, I'm going to be in Nebraska next week saying, you know, saying goodbye to him. And he was like, oh shit. Okay. And so while I was gone in Nebraska, Gabe was very sweet and he was, I think his name was Gabe. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Gabe. Um, uh, He was very sweet. He like you know, text me every other day. What He like just sent like not overbearing stranger stuff, but just like, a, like maybe like two texts while I was gone. Just like, Hey, hope you're hanging in there, you know, just send whatever. So, uh, we had made a plan for that Sunday that I got back for me to, for us to go on a date. Right. Now, when we made the plan, I did not know that a friend of mine, this is a grim story. It's, you know, like most of my stories, it's grim, but there's some fun in it too. Uh, but my friend had committed suicide. And so when we made these plans, I didn't realize that her memorial service was going to be that afternoon. So basically I flew in that morning and I know like, I, again, like I wasn't who I am now. Like I thought if I tell this guy, I can't see him, uh, w- you know, he'll abandon me and I'll never, we'll never go on a date again and he'll hate me and people please, people please you know, codependency, all that stuff. Now I would just be like, yo dude, I don't think this is a good time for me. Right. But I was like, well, I don't want to cancel this date because we've tried so hard to meet. Right. So I fly in from, you know, fly in from saying goodbye to my father who had days left at this point, fly in immediately go to my friend's memorial service. And then I go, we go to the after the wake or whatever, you know, um, I throw up. I remember I was not drunk, but just the overwhelming of everything. I like just puked and puked. I, I remember I was standing, I mean, like we had drinks, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to say lie and say I had nothing in my tummy, but um, tummy, but my Whitney had to like pull over so I could like puke. Right. Cause I just, you know, just so much going on. And then I get home, I shower and then Gabe and I meet for drinks and you know, he's like, how's your dad? <laughs> and, you know, and my dad and I had, you know, I mean, I went back to like, you know, make amends, forgive him. The guy sexually abused me. I didn't talk to him in years. He was abusive in a whole bunch of other ways besides the, said the sexy stuff, Jesus. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it, so it was like a heavy trip. So I'm telling this stranger that, and he's like, oh, and then I was like, yeah, and this morning I had a funeral because a friend of mine committed suicide. And he was like, Oh geez. So then we come back to my apartment. Right. And he's actually, he's very sweet. So like, it is like, it is, you know, the date's going well, but I am definitely trauma dumping. Right. And we get back to my apartment and he's listening and we're drunk at this point. So now he's asking more about my dad. So now I'm like really loose lipped about how he's sexually abused. Right. And then he goes, well, where's your mom? And I was like, Oh no. He's like, what? I was like, she's an addict. I haven't talked to her in like 10 years. And he looked at me and I was like, you think I'm the saddest girl in the world. And the funny thing is, so we didn't sleep together that night, but we went out another night and we had sex that night. He brought me chicken noodle soup that he made for me from, I don't know if he made it for me, but he made it from scratch and he brought me some, but I don't, I don't really like soup. So like, I was like, Oh, so nice. And I put it in my refrigerator and then we had sex that night. It was, he, I just, I, I don't remember much of it. This was years ago. Right. And it's not that I don't remember much of it. Cause I was like blacked out, but I just don't, I feel like I got to clarify that. Um, but I don't remember much of it because it was like, I don't know, seven years ago. And it was a time of my life that, you know, things were a little hazy because my dad was dying. Right. And so we have sex. I think my dad had died at this point. So my dad had died. Then we have sex, not the same day, but you know what I mean? Um, Around the same time. But by the time we had sex, he had died. He brought me soup. I didn't like the soup because I don't really eat soup. So like, don't, I I don't know. Maybe I should just blanketly tell people I don't, the only soup I like, and it's gross, and I only like it when I'm really sick, is Campbell's chicken noodle soup with nothing in it. I don't like the stars. I don't like the carrots. I don't like any of it. That's what I like. And then I put Ritz crackers on it. Everything else just kind of freaks me out. So I, uh, I, and I get, soup gets made for me a lot. Um, and I, and I try to eat it. I really do. This guy, I didn't cause he kind of, I don't know. So I put the soup in the fridge. We have sex. And I remember I was trying to blow him, right? I was trying to give him a blowjob. Um, you know, blow means. And, uh, he wouldn't let me cause he was afraid cause he, uh, he had been working all day and he thought maybe he smelled bad. And a lot of people are like, what a gentleman. And I'm like, yeah, but 
like what like why didn't you shower if you were that worried about you smelling that bad do you know what i mean like if ever like if ever i'm gonna go anywhere and i'm like man my vagina is real you know real gamey ew why would i say that but like I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. Like, even if I don't think I'm going to have sex, I still shower if I'm like, my genitals smell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, so you just like left your house pretty positive that your genitals, genitals smelled. And I did have sex with him. So we did use a condom. But then, then we went, then like a few days later we go, I have this show at the Ha Ha Cafe, the old Ha Ha in North Hollywood, which was a comedy club, right? And I have this show and it's like, I had no business performing right now because my dad had just died. I was all over the place. And, you know, my dad had just died. My friend had just committed suicide. And I'm not laughing, but it was just like a really fucked up time, right? And my family, I hadn't talked to most of my family in years. And now I'm like dealing with trying to mend relationships with them when they don't believe me that my dad abused me and they don't understand why I've been gone from them. It was just a fucking weird time, right? So I shouldn't have been on stage because I, I just was like all over. So I go up on stage. There's like, it's one of those shows where like four people are in the audience and one of those four people is Gabe and get you know a bomb I think I teared up a little bit try I was trying to make my dead dad funny and it just didn't pan out because you know it's not funny until it, 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 it you know I've been able to eventually make some of that stuff funny not you know whatever but like when it's raw like that and you haven't tried whatever so I you know bomb 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 like uncomfortable bomb but also only four people were there so it's like most of us didn't you know whatever and that guy walks me to my car and we're like, yeah, he's like, I'll call you. And I was like, yeah. And then I never heard from him again. Um, and which was fine. I think at the time, like neither one of us wanted to date each other, right? Like I didn't really like him. I don't think I could pick that guy out of a lineup now. Right. And I don't, I know he didn't really like me, but I think we both thought where he was like, well, I can't break up with the girl whose dad just died. And I'm like, well, I can't break up with the guy who's been so nice since my dad died. And so we just parted ways and never talked again. And then like six months later, six months later, I got uh, Facebook was like people you may know. And that guy was up there and uh, his profile picture was his fucking wedding photo. So like either he was dating someone else and they gotten married like within that six months or dude was cheating. I have no idea, but... I don't know what made me tell you all of that. Oh, the stress. Um, stress. Yeah, I really don't know where that came from. Once again, the brain fog is a real. Um, but like the ice, but that's a fun sidebar story. I'm sure it'll come to me why I told you all that. But like, I'm, I'm, I feel like, and I, I take a breath. And it's one of those, like, take a breath with me, man. Like, it's one of those, like, I'm so overwhelmed but with a lot of cool shit so I don't want to complain but I just I feel so overwhelmed and that means my brain is going a mile a minute so my mouth can't always catch up or the other you know like the other way around I don't know but I like just fucking breathe and lately a lot of people have been coming to me and just like you know unloading about how stressed out they are and it is just that and I bring it up here like I said a few minutes ago I bring it up here because I feel when I'm sitting here before I got on here, I was like, Oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed and I feel alone in that. And I'm not. And so I bring it up here because if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. And for me, sometimes just hearing that I'm not alone in these moments where I feel really alone somehow makes me feel better. You know, um, I had this in-person training today, like I said, and a lot of the people in there, that's not our only job, you know, and all of us in there are pursuing something else, right? This is just like our, you know, aside money so we can, you know, we can support our dreams. And one girl was like, you know, we have homework tonight and the homework seems really easy. I don't, I don't, I, I always get nervous when like something seems way too easy and everyone seems a little stressed out. I'm like, I feel like I might be missing something. I don't know. Um, some things click for me and then some things don't like I have big gaps of knowledge and then other things I'm like, Oh, I understand all this. Right. But, uh, this girl was like stressed out. She raises her hand and she's like, Hey, I have a gig tonight. Like right after this, I have to go do this thing right after this. And the guy who was running the training was like, all right, well, 
do you have time tomorrow afternoon after day two? And she's like, no, I have a gig right after that too. And he goes, well, what about in the morning? And she's like, well, I, I, I get, you know, and she's probably thinking, well, I need to sleep at some point, whatever. And, and you can just see like, and of course he like worked with her and it's fine, but like she was so like, fuck, you know, like how is it all going to fit together? And it's just, it's so funny because it just always works out. It just does. No matter how stressed out I get, it just, and I just need to take a beat, you know, like I got home and I'm like, I have all these like personal things to do, career things to do, work things that just all these things to do. And it's just like, it's okay. It's just going to be okay. And also I think the reminder of just like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I put these like insane deadlines on myself that no one else like, like, it's like, if I don't do this, I'm not lovable, you know? And that sounds, yeah, if I don't do this, like I'm failing. So I did my laundry yesterday, right? I was so tired yesterday. And that's, that's part of my long haul COVID thing. Some days I'm, I'm so tired. I, and I've been looking into it more and more and reading about other people's experiences, especially the last couple of weeks when I've been really struggling with my, my shit. Um, I, I get so tired. And so yesterday I woke up early and I had like, you know, I had, I had like not very, I had a meeting in the morning and then I had my show at night and then I wanted to get my nails done for like a, you know, pampering thing. I haven't been able to do that for, you know, a couple of months just cause it, you know, just hectic schedule. And I did my laundry in the morning, but I didn't fold it right away. Right. And like, I don't do that a lot, but I've got it in my head that if I don't fold my laundry or if I leave the house with like two dishes in the sink. You know what I mean? Like I put these insane deadlines on myself where I'm like, like last night I was like, all right, when I get home from my show, I'm exhausted. Like all day I've been barely being able to keep my eyes open. I needed to go to bed last night. Right. And I needed like a full, like nine to 10 hours of sleep. Unfortunately, that is just where, and I have to listen to my body now. Right. And I'm grateful for that. But like, so I get home, I get home and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. And it's 11 o'clock, by the way. I get home from the show at 11 o'clock. And I left right after the show. Like I didn't mingle. I like, I kind of mingled, but like where enough where it was like, we all took a picture and I left. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., which is six hours of sleep, six hours of sleep. I'm going to go at 5 a.m. Then I'm going to, then I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to fold all my laundry. I'm going to clean my kitchen. I'm going to clean the bathroom. I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to write these things down. I'm going to do that. And then I had all these goals and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, you got to do it. And you got these other things and then you'll get up and you'll do one crawl space, like this insane thing. And then I, sorry, sorry, sweetheart. It's weird. I'm starting to call her booty and I'm not meaning to, cause that's, you know, there's one booty bear. She's little booty. So, uh, these insane deadlines. And I just took a pause and I was like, what happens if you don't fold your laundry in the morning? Why don't we get up at eight? Why don't we sleep those nine hours? Get up at eight. Also, I pee like nine times in the middle of the night because I, my, I'm upping my hydration because apparently that's supposed to help my breathing. So I just can't stop peeing. But like, take a fucking beat. You know what I mean? I feel like we all just put like these crazy deadlines. I mean, I used to do that too. It was like, all right, well, I'm going to have, uh, you know, all like, I'm going to have my apartment cleaned and I'm going to have all these jokes written and I'm going to make sure I do three mics and then I'm going to get my debt under control and I'm going to make sure that my Patreon is up and it's all going to be done by Tuesday night at five o'clock. And if it's not done at Tuesday night at five o'clock, I am unlovable and I am not enough. And I don't know if you're listening to this and you're like, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, maybe this podcast isn't for you, but if you're like, I relate, man, I also... I had a bit of a breakdown earlier this week, last week, earlier last week, I had my first event that I was hosting. Right. Um, and it was like a really complicated event. Uh, oh yeah. I hadn't talked about this yet. Cause I, um, it was a really complicated event. Oh yeah. And I went to Disneyland. I feel like there's a lot going on. Okay. I spent a lot of times, ta- a lot of the time talking about Phil Parkovich. I think that's that guy's name who used to talk, who used to call me drop zone. He was like the leader. Uh, but I had this, you know, I had this in my first event that I was hosting virtual event that I was hosting. And it was like, and it's like one of the more complicated games, which I'm grateful now I did it. It was fine. There was some hiccups, whatever. But like, now I feel like I can host anything because it's a very complicated game and I was able to do it. And all the 15 strangers that were there seemed to have had a good time. Right. Um, 
but like right before I had, I mean, like I had a breakdown. I mean, like a, a literal and my head had been pounding for days. I had no voice. I had a breakdown and I felt like I felt so unmanageable and so chaotic, like that my vision was blurry. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. If you know, I think, you know, but, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right. Of course I always operate under the assumption that something must be wrong with me. And you know, I do what I do and I journaled and I meditated on it. Cause I was like, something's up. Cause I am, I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really unmanageable and really chaotic. And, um, I forgot how much I, I'm grieving, man. Like my best friend died only a couple of months ago. Like my, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot all on its own. And then someone that, you know, I've, I'm vaguely, very evasively talked about passed away suddenly in a car wreck. And then there was two more friends that, that died, uh, in that time frame. Um, and you know, like, uh, and I don't know if I talked about them too much, but yeah, I think I did. Um, and then also I, I like ambiguous loss, I think they call it when it's like the person's still alive, but they're no longer in your life. There's been some friendships that have severed in my life and for the better for my, myself, you know, a few of them was, it, it was for the better for me to walk away from these friendships, but it's still a grieving process, you know, it's still a, you know, even if, even if you walk away on your own, it's still something you're allowed to grieve about. If you know, like, and I feel chaotic while I'm even recording this, this episode, I just feel fucking chaotic, man. But the second I was able to be like, dude, you were grieving so much. It's okay that you're not perfect right now. It's okay that you feel chaotic. It's okay to not do your dishes every night or, you know, have your laundry on your couch unfolded for a few days. It is okay. And then I, I, you know, I, I talked to a friend a few days ago and she was talking about all of her things she's been grieving and, you know, all the, you know, and, and how she does the same thing that I do is just like, you know, got to push it down, got to push it down, keep busy, keep busy. And that's what like, you know, August was very, tough for me. Um, you know, August was tough. My friend died. A few of my friends died, but my friend that I, you know, I loved very much died. Um, I had some falling outs and it was just like, a. and then I got to go to Michigan and I got to be reminded of who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? And then September, I didn't realize this until the other day, September, I just jumped in and just worked. You know, I just, TikTok, uh, crawl space, t you know, my Zoom meetings, bartending, all this stuff. I just worked and I didn't realize until the other day when I was talking to my friend about her grief and how she's been doing the same thing is that I just threw it to workaholism. You know, I just threw my work into it so I didn't have to feel. And now, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I can't hold up. I can't do that for very long, you know, like I'm too honest with myself, especially now after going through your recovery and therapy, I'm too honest with myself. I can't lie to myself for very long. And, but now I'm like slowing down and I'm looking at this and then listening to this girl talk about her grief. And I just, I feel like we all are grieving a massive, you know, I, a massive societal grief, you know, like we, we just went through a pandemic. We're still in it. And that's ambiguous, you know, because we have politics. We have politicians saying that it's over because they want to get reelected. People are still dying from this thing. There's a new variant. I heard today there's one from South Africa. I don't know. And the team building, they were uh, in the, the training they were talking about one of the girls. And I was like, oh, I thought I just got that booster for it. She goes, no, there's a new variant. And it's, and it's just like, and all of the people that died all of the, and if you don't know someone who died of COVID, you know, someone who knows someone, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, and it's just like, it's such a bizarre thing because we are just expected to keep moving. And if you stop and think about how fucking sad and terrifying the last couple of years have been, that's a huge grief. And we're all just expected to go to our little jobs and, you know, make our little podcasts and do our dishes and like, fuck man. Like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I get on these big soapbox and I get really uh, insecure that I may not, you know, be relatable or people may not understand, you know, that I'm dumb. Right. And I know I'm not dumb. I know that's just childhood. Uh, I spent a lot of my childhood uh, being told I was dumb. I still have a lot of people from my childhood who still talk to me like I'm very dumb. And I know I'm not dumb and I've worked hard around that. But sometimes when I get on these soapbox, I'm like, maybe I'm not making any sense and I've gone crazy. Uh, But these, like, I mean, just this colossal grieving process that we just really weren't allowed to do. And even if you hadn't lost anybody in COVID, a lot of things are not here that used to be, you know, like big parties that, you know, it's scary now. It's just, it's just so just listening to this girl talk about her losses. I was like, fuck man. I don't know. So this may be just be a reminder of being a little bit easy on yourself. Maybe be a little bit easier on other people. We're all for the most part, you know, people are doing the best they can. Um, they really are. And we, you know, the media, I mean, it's a shit show. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do believe that the media does like play it up for ratings. I do believe that. But I also believe that they wouldn't ha- they wouldn't be able to do that if there wasn't shit to be able to play up. You know what I mean? Like they're not straight making up stuff. Um, it's hard to keep up with all the bullshit that's going on. But just, I don't know, just be fucking kind, man. You're just looking at everyone. I, I've just been so aware of it, especially with my own grief and my own losses. Just, we've all just been through so much in the last couple of years. And we're, it's still happening. It's still happening. Only now it's even less guidance than it was before because people want to get elected or, you know, we just want to pretend it's over now. And it's just, it's, I don't know, man. So I have made a conscious decision to be nicer to myself, um, to take it easy on the, like, you need to fold your laundry. I know I keep saying fold laundry cause it's literally bored, burning a hole in my brain right now where I'm like, but you probably should fold that laundry. And I probably will. Cause there is a weird fine line between being easy on yourself and also self care. You know what I mean? Like, like being easy on myself, like not making my house, like, you know, my apartment, like, you know, like crazy clean. And if it's not like spotless, I'm unlovable. But also like I need to clean my kitchen because Lucy and I deserve to live in a clean home. And so it is, it is just, it's, it's a fine line. It's a balance. I don't know, man. I am, I am all over the place. I am just, I feel chaotic it doesn't help that I can't breathe, so I can't really work out. Yesterday, I walked for like a, a, you know like an hour and a half outside. Just walked. I was like, I need to just get out. Oh, and my little angel is out in the open, curled up and sleeping. It's so bizarre that now she's doing that without him here. I mean, I I think probably I don't know, man. If anybody knows anything about cats, maybe there was like a weird hierarchy, and Henry was like, "No, she's mine." I really do think that that's what happened, but I don't know. Soapbox over, because there is something I would like to ask all of you about. Well, maybe not all of you. Well, not yeah, maybe not ask about, but like something that was on my brain yesterday. Uh, I got I got my vagina waxed, right? And if you've never gotten your vagina waxed, they also wax your, 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 your butthole. I hate that word. I don't know why I, I am such a crass woman. Like I'm such a, like I say cunt and pussy and those words don't freak me out, but butthole, I, I don't know, but they wax your butthole. And, uh, I've heard various ways. I've gotten my vagina wax from a few different people and I, they usually just have you turn over and they do it that you don't do anything. You just lay there and they do it themselves. But I've heard sometimes they like make you like, like, like basically somersault backwards and hold your own butt cheeks open. I've heard some crazy stories on what they, what they ask you to do. And fun sidebar when I was, well, this is a turning point. This is a different total subject change, but when I was like in my 20s, my uh, my boyfriend at the time uh, used to tell me that everybody had hair on their butt, like hair in their buttholes. And I was like, no, not me. I don't. And this, this gentleman spent a fair amount of time down there. So not in my butthole, but you know, in my 
area. And uh, so he would know more than anybody. And he's like, trust me, Kim, everybody does. You're not, you're like, there's no, and I was like, I don't, maybe some peach fuzz, but I don't have hair there. And he was like, okay. And then I went and got waxed and I was like, holy shit, I have hair there. Cause bitch had me turn over and she waxed hair. And uh, I think I messaged that guy. I think I was like, Hey, you're right about the asshole hair. And he goes, yeah, I, I know. I, I just didn't want to argue with you. And I'm like, that's crazy. So what I thought about yesterday and what I think about literally every single time she, my waxer, and this woman's been waxing me for years, right? The only reason why someone else has ever done it is because she's out of town. One time I can't remember, I went to a whole other place just to see what would happen, not what would happen, but what it was like other places. And then I've had a couple of jobs where I've had to have it waxed just for like bikini shit, right? So I think about this once a month when this woman has me turned over, which I can't believe I'm telling you this. Okay. So I have seen a fair amount of assholes because I have two cats and, or I had two cats, but you know, when your cats love you, apparently part of their, like when they trust you or something, one of their languages is they put their butt in your face and their tail up. So you see, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I wrote this down and I was like, it'll be a game time decision, but we already started. So here we are. Um, you see their like anus, right? And it like, it pulls things <laughs> Like, like it moves, right? Like, and I don't know why they're not, I don't know what they're doing, but it's, you know, it, it moves. Not that I'm like in there examining it, but you know, you're writing on your computer and Henry jumps up in your lap and he, you know, he turns around and he puts his butt right. You're going to look right. And after 11 years of that, you look at it, whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not perving on my cats. I'm just saying they show it to me a lot and it, it pulsates not like over and over, but just like every, a little bit, it'll like move. So while she's down there, I think about it. And then I think, can she, is mine doing the same thing? And then as I'm thinking about it, is it doing it? And is she like, why is she like, like, why is she moving her anus? And I can't ask her this because one, that would be a really weird thing to ask, right? Like I'm already really regretting bringing it up here. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like it's like that time. So I learned years ago, but I use it as a joke now and say I only learned a couple weeks ago, but I learned years ago that it was weird that I stand up to wipe. And like, I never thought it was weird. And then someone told me it was weird. And then I've just been like paranoid about it ever since for like nine years, I've been paranoid about it. And I've tried to like, not, you know, I've tried to sit well and wipe, but I can't. So I just wonder if she, if like, if she sees my anus pulsate the way Henry and Lucy's anus pulsates. You ever get really present while you're trying to tell something like this? This happens to me a lot. I like, I'll be explaining something really outlandish and then my brain's like, what are you talking about? These are the things we don't tell the humans. Um, but yeah, so I wrote that down. I wrote my anus during waxing. <laughs> I think it's your anus or is it your sphincter? I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's what I wanted to change it from the, you know what I will say about being overwhelmed. We're back to that. But like, you know, I wanted to switch the subject because I was getting way too serious or way too like combobulated with all my stuff combobulated. I don't know. Um, what I'm learning when I'm feeling overwhelmed and maybe this will help you too. What I'm learning is break it down bite sized you know, like just like just now I wrote down all the things I need to do today, like tonight before I go to bed that I need to have done for a better tomorrow. Right. And like deadlines for this, this in-person training, like the things I need to have done tonight. And then I have another list of things that would be nice if I got them done. And then and just for me, seeing a list like that and seeing it broken down makes it so much less overwhelming because then I'm like, oh, there's like three things instead of the 75,000 that my brain has convinced me that I'm never going to get done and I'm going to die with a to-do list, which by the way, I probably will die with a to-do list. I think everybody does. Your to-do list will never be done ever, ever. There's never uh, like that is one thing that I've learned a ton being a human. I always say that and it sounds like I haven't. You get it. 
but whatever. I mean, I, none of, and all of us, you know, we're not, we all aren't, weren't human the whole time. Our souls have been, okay, now I'm getting crazy. But like the, one of the things that I've learned the most being human is that none of us are ever going to be done with our to-do list. So just, you know, loosen the reins, man. I've been white knuckling my life recently. And now I'm just like, okay, these are the three things I absolutely need to get done before I go to bed. And everything else is just background. And if you need to hear it the way I need to hear it, you're doing great, man. You're doing just fine. And you're lovable, even if you have, you know, a pile of laundry on your ca- on your couch. You're doing fine. All right, are we ready for a poop scoop? <laughs> I, I think I say this every episode where I'm like, was that all over the place in my head? And I'm like, I think they all are all over the place. But I think that's part of the charm. Uh, so the poop scoop. As I said, I'm recycling stories from the very beginning. One, I'm recycling them because it was before I was recording them and I'm trying to put them up on TikTok. Um, But also like people aren't listening from the beginning on. Although the very first episode is called Eating Cake on the Toilet. And do you know, I still eat on the toilet and it's always by accident. Um, Always by accident. So uh, I uh, poop scoop. What? I'm just going to tell you about the time I, I, so I had this babysitter, Michelle, when I was in junior high and she was my babysitter. Like, like obviously she was like, you know, I was a latchkey kid, but my dad was, uh, owned a trucking company and he would go out of town a lot. So like my babysitter, which is so wild now that I look back on it, she was like in high school and she would just come and stay at my house while my dad was gone for the week. And this like, 16 year old and 13 year old just lived in this house in the suburbs of Littleton. It's just so weird. Right. But so she would come. And so I've always had, you know, some constipation issues. So I had correct all, which is a laxative, but I didn't know what a laxative was. I just know I had correct all. I think my dad just bought it. Honestly, there was a time where my dad just bought me pink stuff. Cause he, you know, I was like a teenager and I think he thought that I needed this stuff. He wasn't sure. So he would just buy anything pink, which adds a whole, like, like there's, I saw, I try to sometimes separate the sexual abuse with that kind of thing. Cause I think he was truly just doing the best he could and had no idea how to raise a teenage daughter, obviously. But so we, you know, I had this correct all, but I had no idea what a laxative was. So I was gassy because I hadn't pooped. So I asked Michelle, my babysitter, the night, like as we're going to bed, and I was like, "What is this?" It also weirdly tasted good. Like the the out the shell of correct all tastes like candy. So bizarre. I don't know if anybody else remembers that. I don't know if it's still around, but. There was this kid named Zed or Jed or something that was selling Correctol in our junior high and and claiming them to be Skittles. And then he got expelled. That was the rumor. And I've for, I don't know how long ago junior high was, but I thought about this for like 30 years. Like what kind of idiots would buy Skittles from first of all, Zed or Jed. He was a sketchy little fucker. Like he was like, he was clearly sketchy. That guy's probably dead or a millionaire. Um, one. And then two, like he, would he like make his own packaging? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of holes in that rumor. So I don't know if it's true. I just know that that was rumor and Zed or Jed was never not in school anymore. But so I had this correct all and I went to Michelle the night before school and I was like, what is correct all? And she's like, it's a laxative. And I was like, what is a laxative? (laughs) What is a laxative? And she goes, it makes you shit. Now this bitch didn't go. It's going to make you have to camp on your toilet for like two or three hours. Probably she was, I was just like, it just makes you poop. So in my brain, I took it, I'd wake up and I'd poop. And then that would be all she wrote. Right. And she goes, yeah, it's going to make you shit. She wasn't like warning. You shouldn't take that the night before school. She was just like, yeah, it's going to make you shit. And I was like, and again, she was also a fucking teenager. So I was like, okay. So I take like two or three. No one was watching me. Right. I didn't take like, I, I, I could read obviously, but you know what I mean? Like, I know I just popped a bunch of them, went to bed, woke up in the morning, pooped, thought, great, that's over. Right put on, I had these stretch pants. Remember the stirrup pants? I think they're coming back where they go underneath your heel. I put those on. I just remember it really, really vividly. I put those on and I went to school and, uh, you know, halfway through the day I farted and it smelled really bad, like really bad. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, weird. I think this is my first memory of me ever sharding. 
uh, I was like, that's weird. It won't stop smelling. But like, you know, as I said before, I had like two friends in junior high. So it's not like I had like a bunch of people surrounding me and no one, I didn't have like people around being like, ew, you smell like shit, right? Like, so who knows if anybody noticed, but I went to the bathroom and my underwear had a shark in it. You know, it had poop in it and, uh, which is pooping your pants, by the way, to my friend who says it's not because it's poop in your pants. You don't know it's going to be poop, but that's why it's the surprise and it's a shark. Anyway. And I didn't know what to do. And the sad part of the story is I didn't have like a mom to like call and be like, or like a parent I could call and be like, hi, like the, my guardian at the time was like in high school and my mom, I mean, I, you know, that was junior high. She was in a whole other city at that time, you know, living it up. Uh, maybe, I don't know. She just wasn't it really in my life then. So it's like, I didn't have a mom to call. So I just like cleaned it up the best I could. And I remember being so ashamed of it and just being like, oh man, I'll never tell anybody about this. But now as an adult, I'm like, so I just, I pooped my pants in seventh grade. That's kind of a sad story more than a funny one, right? That's kind of a bummer one. I remember it being a lot more, a lot funnier in my head when I thought about it, but what kind of, it's just wild. And I don't know if kids do this now, not take a bunch of laxatives because their teenage babies are tells them to, but I mean like, are there latch keys kids now, you know, where you just like, you know, from a very young age, I just had keys to my house and I would just walk home and be left to my own devices all the time. Also, I did this like poop study. I don't know. In September, I think I told you guys about, and I've been thinking about this a lot because this woman was talking about it and she goes, what's wild is as soon as we're done learning how to pee, pee and poop in a toilet, right? Like as soon as we're done potty training, we're basically left to our own devices. Like it's like no one ever, my grandparents asked a lot if my poop was big or little. I think I told you guys that a while ago, but like I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate in a minute, but like, but like no one, it was just like, well, good luck. So then we all just suffer in silence and all these bizarre things that happen to us. And that, by the way, is why I want to talk about poop as much as I do, because one of the goals in my whole existence is just to make people feel less isolated. The more I'm a human and the more I talk about all this bullshit that's happened to me or I've done, people are like, yeah, me too. But we all feel so isolated about this normal things. So my grandparents, when I lived with them, then we'll wrap it up. My grandparents, I didn't live with them, but I spent a lot of time with them. Um, and when I would go poop, I would come at it like I, I'd be like, and I don't know. We always told each other when we had to poop. I think I, I guess other people didn't do this, but my family was like, I got to poop. And then we'd go poop. Right. So I'm like, I got to poop. And my grandparents were like, cool. And then I'd come out of the bathroom and they would go, is it big or is it little? And no matter what I said, they both just seemed satisfied with the answer and we'd move on. And I have no idea what they were looking for in that question. No idea. Like everyone that can answer that question has died. <laughs> so I'm like, and I didn't, I told him my uncle who had passed away this last year, I asked him about that and all he said, he goes, that's really weird. And I was like, right? And he goes, well, the only thing I can say is your grandmother was super obsessed with poop. So now we all know where I got it from. Uh, that lady was like my, my second mom. Uh, he was, you know, she basically raised me and he's like, so she was obsessed with poop. That's my only answer that I can give you. And I was like, huh, I guess that that still doesn't answer it. It still doesn't answer it. Like if a friend, I'm obsessed with poop. And if a friend comes back from going to the bathroom, I don't go, was it big or little? Also, that seems like that may be a creepy thing to do to somebody, which now in this moment, I'm like, maybe I'll do that to somebody soon. So that's your poop scoop. Please send me your stories. Please send them to me. Send them to me. Um, they make me so happy. Uh, Kim Crawlspace at gmail.com. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L-S-P-E. S P A C E space, you know, at gmail.com. Um, and we'll round it out with, I am one lucky broad. Ah, I'm one lucky broad. You know, I got a lot of opportunity coming my way and it's really rad and I'm, I'm really stressed. You know, I'm really overwhelmed and I'm chaotic and I'm stressed and you know, I'm sad and I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of human things, but I'm really, I'm one lucky broad. I have some really, I say it every, you know, I got some really good humans in my life. I'm, I'm grateful that Lucy and I are finding our way and it's, 
it's going really well. I, you know, when Henry got sick, I was like, what the fuck are Lucy and I going to do? We don't even look each other in the eye. Now, every night when I lay down, she comes up and we have a little like cute pet session. She lets me hold her hand for a little bit. And then we want, and then we look at each other. It's very sweet. Um, so I'm one lucky broad for that. You know, even the bad stuff is, you know, I can find hope or light in it. And I'm really grateful that my brain has that. Because, you know, it didn't always. Um, so that's the episode, guys. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Um, if you haven't already, uh, please rate and review the show. Uh, it just helps more people find it. Um, I have a Patreon if you'd like to support the show in that way. I'm revamping it because, look, I recorded the crawling up last week with Maggie Mayfield and I love the episode so much and I loved the episode with Ken Gar that I'm kind of toying with having it just on regular and then figuring out something for Patreon. I don't really know. I don't know. Um, if you have any suggestions, feel free to DM or email them to me. Uh, I'm also going to look at other people's Patreons just to see what they're doing. I am recording my audiobook, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, you'll get a free download to that. It's just really tedious. Plus, I for some reason can't read my own write my own my own writings. Like I feel like I need to go into tangents, which I don't. Um, but you know, they'll it'll all work out. It's gonna be okay. Your to-do list will never be done. And that's fine. That's gonna be the title of this fucking episode. Okay. So there's Patreon, uh, you know, follow me on all the stuff. I, I'm going to start posting again on TikTok. I took a couple of week break because I was overwhelmed. <sighs> Take a breath with me, you know. Thanks for being here. Um, be kind, be grateful, you know, and uh, we'll see you next week. Be safe. Bye. Crawl space, crawl space. I don't care, crawl.